Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast this Sunday, October 31, 2021. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we come before you. Father, your greatness can never be described in human words. But Father, you have dined to make a way for us to approach you. So we come in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, pleading the blood shed on the cross of Calvary for all who hear this message, who we hear, and who we repent to believe on your Son. Father, we pray that your grace will not abound to everyone who starts to live in accordance with your word. Sustain them, Lord. Preserve and protect them. And continue to guide their steps. Father, speak to us to your people and bless all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental is taken today from our brother Caleb Brassi. May God continue to bless him and his family. We are continuing with our Walking with God series. We started this series last Sunday which was Walking with God was the first title. But let me make a comment here. Many people who go to church believe that attending church services is, or having a relationship with their church is the same thing as having a relationship with God. Permit me to say it's not true. There's nothing wrong in having a relationship in your church with your pastor, with whoever. But you must first have a relationship with God. Only by having a relationship with God. And you start by having it and then sustaining it by obedience to his word. Can you really be said to be walking with God? And as we're going to see today, God is not interested in the number. Only in those who obey. Not in the number who call on his name, but are disobedient. Praise the Lord. So today's topic will be Noah walk with God. Next Sunday is Joseph walk with God. The upper Sunday, Jeremiah walk with God. We may change them. And the fifth will be most in the early church to walk with God. And then you're going to see from the sixth week, few walk with God. When a major romp went apostate in the first century, common error. And seven, few walk with God in the slavery era. And today, I mean, next the last Sunday, it may even increase because walking with God is very important. It's the most important thing you have apart from the cross of Christ. Because after having come to God via the cross, you know how to walk with God. If you don't walk with God, you fall by the wayside. That's why this series is very important. So if you did not watch last Sunday's series, you can see it again on Facebook, on YouTube, and if you're on our WhatsApp group, you know where it is, you join. Today's topic. Noah walked with God. Or Noah. Some say Noah, I say Noah. So whichever one you hear is good enough. The outline. The word of Noah. Only one human being pleased God. 
No, I knew God's plan. And God rewarded him for his faithfulness. Praise the Lord. The word of Noah. Scripture, please. I read from Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. When human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal, their days will be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. Verse 5. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. Praise the Lord. We are talking about the world of Adam. Adam has sinned, as you well know. And as human beings increased on earth, they became so wicked. Because sin has a way of making people to become wicked, more wicked, and continue to be more wicked. It never stops. And the worst one was, when you really are the sons of God, those are now fallen angels. And the spirit beings came and had a relationship with human beings and produced what we will call what? Some will say that the demons, the some say the Nephilim, some. It's not important. The important thing is the earth was polluted. Not just with having sinned against God, but being polluted with spirit beings slash human beings that belong to nothing. No, no, they are neither belonging to even the fallen angel group or belonging to the human beings. The wickedness was so much. It was so much it troubled God. Look at what the Bible says. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. The great God was deeply troubled. And I'm wondering today, is it better in our time We'll come to that. I don't think so. I think we're worse. He said in Genesis 6-5, every inclination of the thoughts of human heart was only evil all the time. Not even a little time to say, but who is God? How do we serve him? No. Romans chapter 3, 23, verse 23, captured it all. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So in that word of Adam, all had fallen. I think the word of Noah, that's the word of, I'll say the word of Adam, because, but in which Noah was a member, was better than the 21st century world. I think evil today is worse than it was in the time of Noah. Keep that statement in your mind. Name an evil in the world of Noah that displeased God, distressed God, and you do not find it today. Therefore, the fate of this present world 
we will far worse than the fate that befell Noah's world. That's the summation of it. It came by flood. This time it will be by fire. This world is so sinful that it distresses God so much, more so because he sent his son to die for you and I. So that we will now not even walk in the time of Noah, but in the time when God has redeemed the whole earth. And where to shun his salvation and follow the doctrines of human beings. Let's go to the next item. Only one human being pleased God. One. Were there thousands? Were there hundreds of thousands? Were there millions? Were there billions? We don't know. And don't believe all the things you read in commentaries. We don't know how advanced that world was. All we know that in that world, which couldn't have been a million, it could have been more, hundreds of millions of billions, who knows? Only one human being pleased God. The reason I'm making this comment is this. People who think that because, though, how can God destroy this world? So long as there's one human being who is faithful, standing when Christ comes, this world will go. He's not waiting for a particular number to be filled. Because if he was able to destroy the world of Noah, save only one man and his family, who says he can't do it again? Why? He's God. He can create so many acts, so many universes. He can even take out these whole universes and recreate a new one. He's God. Time is on his sci-fi. He doesn't, he's not bothered by time. I'm making this point so that you think if you think playing church is going to take you to heaven, you are, wait, you are wasting your time. If I think playing church will take me to heaven, I'm wasting my time. If I think because I'm tied to the apron strings of my geo or my pastor and they, they pray for me every time, I belong to one prayer chain. Why don't you stay in your closet and read your Bible and have a relationship with God? Because when you do, you walk with Him. And you're going to see why it is important that you begin to know how to walk with God. Let us look at what happened with Noah. Praise the Lord. Let's read up, please. Genesis chapter 6, verses 7 to 12. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along on the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. Praise the Lord. In the midst of this great corruption and spiritual deadness, one man, one man in millions or in billions walked faithfully with God, only one human being. Then of course he's with his family. One human being. So don't think that the billions that claim they know, that Christians today, if Christ comes, it may not take everybody, may not be destroyed, minus just maybe one. Don't ever think that, that you'll be making a very big mistake. Because God is God. And he's distressed with what is going on in the, our world today. <laughs> what do they say today? In, I don't want to use that word, but let me use it once only, Father, forgive me. Halloween. 
People are going to wear costumes of demons today and move around in certain parts of the world. Call it what they call whatever it is. That's just an example. Children are being trained from the age of one to start wearing costumes of demons. Just as an example today, because it happened to me today, that's why I just normally I won't say anything because it's not important. But if you are truly a believer, you cannot be involved in that wicked, evil celebration. Noah was a righteous man. Verse 9. Blameless among the people of his time. And they walked faithfully with God. God declared Noah righteous. Only God can declare a person righteous. If God says I'm righteous, then I'm righteous. If he says you are righteous, you are righteous. Nobody else, not your pastor, not your Jew, not your church. Nobody can declare you righteous. I used to belong to one before I knew the Lord. And they talk about, they will confirm you and Holy Spirit will come. That's a very funny thing. In a way, Noah indirectly saved humankind. No, seriously, he did. I believe that the world would have been toast. That's, you and I would not be existing today. Suppose there had not been one man who walked with God. Because the world we're in today is a world of Noah. It's not a world of Adam. The world of Adam was destroyed. Can you imagine if God didn't find Noah faithful? There would have been not, you and I would not be existing. There would have been something else God would have brought because he's God. So because of Noah, you and I are existing today. Because of one man's faithfulness. Always remember that your faithfulness can save you and your family. Your faithfulness can save your, your generation. One man's faithfulness or one woman's faithfulness can save a generation. Or don't ever think yourself less important than anybody. The cleaner your so-called church organizations will be the one who is going to save the whole of humanity in terms of intercession so that God will help and save many more. Don't ever look down on anybody. Please always remember. Please, I want you to note this now. No being, angel or human being, can add or subtract from God. Because God, by the very nature of being God, is self-sufficient. He doesn't need anything. If he needed it, he's not God. So when God created the angels, the universes, and human beings, it was an act of love. Nothing more, not because God needed anybody. God created us, created the angels, the universes, just as an act of love, because his God is love. He knew the consequences of that, but he's willing to go through it because God is love. So, had there been no righteous one, like Noah, he could still create other types of beings to take the place of human beings. If he had wiped off the whole earth and there was no Noah. Please take note of that. Number two, theologically, God being God, because he's all knowing, he knew, even as he was creating humanity, Adam and Eve, that there'd be a righteous one. He knew. And that through him, he was going to repopulate the earth. Always know that. God is God. He knows the ending. But very much of being God. So nothing takes God by surprise. 
That doesn't mean God may not go through certain things still with knowing that he's going to distress him. But by very nature of his love, God will continue to do what he's doing and will continue because he's God. But God will not tolerate disobedience. God will not tolerate sins and sinful human beings despite the fact that he has sacrificed his only begotten son. Number three, no one knew God's plan. The question to you and I would be, do you know God's plan? If you don't know God's plan, then you've got a problem. If I don't know God's plan, then I've got a problem. Because if you are working with God, you know God's plan. Scripture, please. Genesis chapter 6, verses 13 to 14, and then verses 17 to 22. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. I am going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Praise the Lord. Look at what he said. God said to Noah. Look at that. He's telling him beforehand. He is telling Noah because he's the righteous one. He charged him to take a two of every kind because he was going to repopulate the earth. Not just human beings, but animals and birds. And build an ark. And he also said, I will establish my covenant with you. Meaning, the covenant with Adam is done. I'm going to have a new covenant with you because you are going to be the father of the new earth. So that's why I asked the same question again to you that I asked before. Do you know God's plans for you and for this generation of evildoers? Our generation is the generation of the greatest evildoers of all time. If you are a believer and you don't know God's plan, you have a problem. If I don't know God's plan, I have a problem. Let me tell you what God's plan for this generation is. Because it is in the Bible. If you read your Bible, you will know what the plan of God is. He is already, he spelled it out. So if you are reading your Bible, you will know. And you also know that the time is almost right there. What did God say for this generation? He will cast it out in the same manner. He cast out the evil word of Noah. It's in the Bible. Go and read your Bible. I've summed it up. I've summed the book of Revelation. The wicked are going to perish. And the righteous who through Christ will inherit eternal life. That's the plan. And nothing will change it because he's God. He already knows when it's going to end. Only he knows. And he knows that there will be some who will inherit eternal life. And some are already even right there in the bosom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who repent and turn to God become righteous. 
They walk faithfully knowing that the day is coming. And very soon, when the trump will sound to announce the second coming of the Son of God. But that day is late for everybody who has not known his name. God's plan already in the scriptures that at the end of the age there be a resurrection and a judgment. And that some will inherit eternal life and others will end up in the lake of fire to be destroyed forever. That means they continue living but are dead. They're like Noah. Those who have known the plan of God. Continue to want this generation to repent and to turn to God. The greatest thing you can do to your neighbor today, if you really are working with God, is to announce what will happen if he or she doesn't change. Because he could die today. Number two, if you are the head of a family or you are the support for the family, you are the wife. I know some people don't like that word, but it's the Bible. If you really love your children, it's to stop running from one church organization to the other. It's for you to develop a relationship with God. Build another relationship with Him. And peradventure, some of your unruly children or who might be unruly in future. When that day comes, I know everybody's going to be judged individually, but your prayers, because you're working with God, can help avert an impending doom for them till they know the Lord. Love your family. If you're head of family or support of head of family, you know what to do. Not for others, for your family. Don't you think it's unlikely that people in the world of nowhere, he had neighbors. There may be people who were friends or in the community. Are you telling me they didn't see Noah building the ark? I'm sure they did. Why did they know something was afoot? Building such a very big ark and with no sea around. I mean, because if you want to, you should build it near the sea so that as soon as you do it, you launch it. Did they ask Noah, what are you doing? And are you telling me if they did, he wouldn't have told them, look, you guys are going to be destroyed unless you turn to God immediately. We can surmise that had any asked him, and maybe they did, he would have told them. But there's no biblical record, so I won't speculate further. Because it is likely Noah was an outcast in his community. Yes. If generally you are serving God today in that generation, you're an outcast. If you're not an outcast in your community, you have a problem. If you're not an outcast in your larger extended family, you have a problem. You're not preaching the gospel. Some of the people must have said, no, this man, that crazy old man is building something. <laughs> and laughed him to scorn. Because debauchery, righteous living, and every form of evil blindfold people from seeing the good around them. In our merry making, when we run to marriage, not wrong, don't get me wrong, but in our merry making, or burying the dead, you know, we celebrate and in our enjoyments, we forget God. There's a reason those things exist. That to take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why many are not seeing what God has already said is going to happen. Because it is going to happen and very soon. 
and if if it doesn't happen in look listen in God's frame 10 20 100 years doesn't matter but it is so imminent that if you're an unbeliever hearing my voice forget whatever other religions teach you you are wrong accept Christ as Lord and Savior so that you can be saved and you and your family praise the Lord like I said if Noah's generation was unaware of the impending doom. Are you telling me that 21st generation people, you and I, this world, we don't know of our impending doom? Will anyone claim ignorance on the last day that they didn't know? When the Bible is the most published book in the whole world. Tell me, no one will ever claim ignorance on the last day. To the backsliders. It is possible that there were those in Noah's time who might have been working with God, but got tired and got drawn back to that world. Well, remember, some people also perish with that world because they were tied to that doomed world. In a similar manner, believers who continue to romance the world. Who continue to be who to the world? Who celebrate that thing I call today? I don't want to call a name again. You have refused to call the umbilical cord. If today is the end of the world, you are going down, not up. If you are who to the world, you can claim all you know that you are no Christ and sing all the songs you like. If it comes today, you are going down, you are not going up. Number four, and God rewarded Noah for his faithfulness, and we are the beneficiaries of that faithfulness. Let's scripture, please. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. The Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Praise the Lord. Let's scripture, please. Genesis chapter 7, verses 4 to 7. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wife entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Praise the Lord. He has entered the ark. Next scripture please, with his family. Genesis chapter 7. Verses 17 to 24. For 40 days the flood kept coming on the earth. And as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm on the earth and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. 
the waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days. Praise the Lord. The whole world was destroyed. Everything that had a breath of life, except Noah and his, and his family, and the animals in the ark. Next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 8, verses 18 to 22. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. All the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Praise the Lord. That is the word of Noah. But something just occurred to me before I make a certain interpretation. Let me just say something. Are you aware that Noah in the ark is reminiscent of what will happen in the rapture? For people who claim that the rapture will take place before the Antichrist comes, this is a passage to tell you that it's not true. Only when the judgment of God comes will the boat float, meaning the trump of God will sound and the dead in Christ and who are saints of God, they're already with him. Remember, their bodies will come up and together they will join him in the skies. And those of us who are alive will also be taken up in that ark in the sky celebrating. Just as Noah was in the ark having fellowship with both himself and animals. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, they were enjoying it for those 150 days. So we're going to be in the skies until the whole earth. The Antichrist and his group and those who have faced the wrath of God. Then Christ will come for the millenarian. That means that will not be the end of the world of Noah. That's why I say we're saying the world of Noah today. Except Christ came and has warned us that another day is coming that will be reminiscent of what happened in Noah's time. Except that when that time comes, he's going to carry his people up, hold them there till everything on earth is destroyed, and then he will come back again to rule the earth for 1,000 years with his sons. Scripture, please. Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and all, all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Praise the Lord. Amen. Consequences of Noah's faithfulness. God's reward. First, he saved him and his family. Two, Noah is not to repopulate the earth he had destroyed. Together with animals that he brought back in the ark. And God promised, no, I will not destroy your world again by flood. Never again will I cause the ground. Increase and multiply. Fill up the earth. And as long as the earth endures, since I'm having cold ahead, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. That's the word of Noah. But like I told you, it's going to go. And then he gave him the whole earth into his hands because of Noah. You and I were put in charge again of the earth. The animals can no longer, they have to be afraid of us. 
Everything is now under our control, both on the ground and in the skies. But what do we do? We live trying to preach the gospel of Christ and pursue things that are of no benefit. Don't get me wrong. You have to go to work. You have to do if you are working. You have to Those are all legitimate. But you have to spend your time with God. So He will guide you every step. Praise the Lord. Let me summarize. The most important thing you can do for yourself, for your family, is to, if you are an unbeliever, have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Second, you must build on that relationship by obedience to His Word. And how do you do that? By studying the Scriptures on your own. Stop waiting for people to interpret for you. Read is God's Word. As God sees you faithfully studying, He will bring enlightenment by the Holy Spirit. And then you can go to church, no problem, but you'll be there as a light to help those in darkness in that church. Not to become light that will go there and put out the light and be embraced by the dead spirits in that church. I don't want to go further on that because I want to sing about how great my God is. How great our God is! It's, it's, you see, human words can never, never capture the bigness of God. Never. How great thou art. That's the song. Oh Lord my God. When I ask someone, that wonder is, is God is awesome. Consider all the world his hands have made and you should do the same thing. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. The power of God displays throughout the whole universes that he has created. Yes. Look out in the night the stars. See in the day the sun. And acknowledge that God is great. Then let our soul, our heart, our soul sing. My Savior, God, to thee, my soul sings. How great thou art. How great thou art. Let my soul continue to sing. Morning, afternoon, night. How great thou art. How great thou art, O Father, my Father, and my Father. You must always sing praises to God. And then you reflect. And think that God, His Son, not sparing, so that you and I can be saved. He sent Him to die on the cross of all places. Is it imaginable that God will sacrifice His own Son for all repentant humanity? And on the cross, His Son faithfully and gladly bore our sins and bled and died so that He will reconcile us to God. And therefore, propose today to serve Him and Him alone. Let your soul and my soul sing, my God, my Savior. How great thou art. How great thou art. Let our soul sing to God our Savior. And declare his greatness. If you know, greatness will not define it completely. 
And they let us project our hearts when we are being tempted and tried. And say, what will happen when Christ comes? He will come with shout of acclamation to take his faithful ones home. Imagine it. So no matter your trial and temptation today, what does it mean? Just press forward, look ahead. What joy we feel in our hearts that day when we will bow in humble adoration and proclaim, My God, how great thou art! My God, how great thou art! And my soul will sing, My soul will sing, How great thou art! My soul will sing, How great thou art! Your soul will sing if you are faithful, How great God is! Project forward. Don't look around you today. Don't be weighed down by your circumstances and situations, Lord. My friends, my brothers and sisters. Always imagine that day because it will surely come. Because his word said so. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, I have again given your people and myself your word. Father, there are no words to describe your greatness. There are no words to describe your goodness. There are no words, human words cannot describe how great thou art. How loving a father you are. But Father, we say it. And we rejoice that you found us worthy. Father, I'm praying for all who have heard this message and we hear more of this. That they will begin to build a relationship with you and not with anybody else. And Father, as many as have said the Lord Jesus Christ to the hearing of this message, Father, teach them and guide them. And those who are backslidden who will be restored to faith, help them, Lord, to remain in faith. And those who are already your children, but they still sometimes, you know, they get they get tired. Strengthen them. Lift their arms up, oh Lord, so that they don't sleep. Help all of us because you know we're weak. But Father, you are great and you are so strong. In your bosom we hide ourselves, O oh Lord. Because we want to that day when we will shout with acclamation how great our God is. We shout it now, but that day it will be so great because we'll be inheriting eternal life. And we singing a new song, a song that is not for this earth, O oh Lord. Hey, Masanda, a song that can never be sung on this earth. You showed many years ago, Lord, oh God. Help your children to know that there's eternal life. Help them to know because Lord, they need to know. They need to know so that they're not sucked by the world. The world is so polluted. And I know you are distressed. But Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. But at the same time, Lord, empower your children who will take this message to heart. And open the eyes to see a glimpse of eternity, Lord. A glimpse of life beyond this life. And they'll never be the same again. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for everything and beyond. Thank you, my Father, my God. Bless everyone who hear this message. And let every yoke be broken in their lives. You are the great deliverer. I worship you, God. Even on a personal basis, your deliverance. Your greatness and your bigness can never be comprehended. But we comprehend a little. 
Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. I encourage you, my brothers and sisters, watch this series completely and totally. Go to YouTube and continue watching all our broadcasts. We bring them with joy because we are told to tell you. Because God has blessed us with certain information and we cannot hold them to ourselves. And when you have received them too, don't pocket them. Go out there and shout, shout. They say, you are my, it doesn't matter. He is God, he will sustain you. And when you, ask, when you get a little glimpse, you will never be the same again. I can assure you of that. And you will now know that really in this world, you have no friends, you have no family except God. He is your God and your Lord. Praise the Lord. Read your Bibles. See you next Sunday. And God bless and keep all of us.